64 of the Winging It podcast. You probably have a question. First question on your mind is, do you think the Phillies are going to put it away this week? And I would say, yeah, their odds are pretty good. If you're actually looking at FanDuel, Philadelphia Phillies are the number one uh, most likely team to win the World Series outright. Can't wait for them to take on the Diamondbacks today. The second question you're probably asking yourself is, uh, what do you think the Eagles are going to do? And good thing is we're on episode 64. We're going to talk about it. The third question, the reason everyone listens to this, is who's your guest today? And it might help you answer question number four of why is your shirt off today? So without further ado, you've definitely seen this guy's content. He is on like every meme page on Barstool. He's got Phillies players wearing his gear. He's got an awesome podcast. Everyone knows who this is. Give it up for our guest today, Dunphy. Yeah. Hey, man, thank you so much for kicking it with us today. Um, it's like every single day I'm seeing something on the news. You were at the Phillies game. You see a guy getting tackled while your wife recorded the video. Then it just went viral. How are you always just always so relevant, Dumpy? I'm just lucky, dude. I, I was, uh, I'm so good looking, too, so it really helps like being this good looking. If I wasn't this good looking, I never would be here, honestly. Like, like how it all started when everyone was like, oh, my God, look at that stud with his shirt off. And I just so happen to have tattoos, and here we are. Yeah, Dunphy, so, so- <laughs> you're so good looking that <laughs> it was like contagious. We all were just like, if my man shirts off, we are joining in on the fun. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I got some new ink myself. Uh, it it might look like pen, but it's it's um, permanent. I can't- uh, permanent. It says go, just G O on my one shoulder, and then uh, Eagles, E S L G L E S uh, Eagles. However, we spell <laughs> Eagles anymore. So, uh, Dunphy, you're making a man out of me, my man. I like it. I like it. you. Look good, dude. You look good. You look, like you've been working out too. I I don't know what you used to look like, but I can tell you you've been working out. It's just the lighting. It's making my shoulders really pop. Oh, right okay. Now. Is that what it is? I need that lighting. <laughs> tell me where you got them lights from. <laughs> so, my man, I I want to learn about like just like the history, like how Dunphy came to be. I've seen some of your interviews, you know, but like talk to us about it. You go into the tattoo shop. Were you were you reaching so many crowds before then was it after the tattoo like did you know your tattoo artist was going to make an absolute masterpiece and make you one of the most iconic people in philly sports like talk us through the history the origin um so yeah it all started with uh i just wanted to get philly tattoos all over my stomach and my chest so i went to my tattoo artist um and i was his name's mike nemo out of 215 inkwell and um I was like, yo, my guy, I want to get all Philly shit. Like, and he's like, what do you want? So I gave him a list, literally of like 15 different things that I wanted on there. And he's like, where do you want the placement to be? I'm like, you're the artist, bro. You handle all that. That's your job. Like, just pick the placement. Two weeks later, I come back from my appointment. And he's like, he has a big ass outline. And I'll, he's like, are you cool with this? I'm like, he's like, I was thinking the fanatic over the belly button. And at first I'm like, 
yeah. And then I was like, dude, let's do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. why not? And he's like, honestly, if like, there's no one else I could have probably like did this to. He's like, I knew you were like the perfect person for it and you'd be with it. If, Cause at first I was like, it's a little weird, but then I'm like, let's get it. And I'm like, it could be funny. You know what I mean? I like taking my shirt off and making people laugh. So, um, I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And then that was, so the whole first original outline was like six, six and a half hours. Um, which was without gritty and Sixers. A lot of stuff that you see on there now wasn't even on the original outline. I actually have a picture I'll send you guys of the original outline. It's pretty funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, it started then, and then I started to get color as the time went on. And then in 2019, um, I was in Green Bay, and, um, yeah, I was shirtless. Obviously, I'm sober as hell. Was, I was so sober. My phone was dead, and uh, all the cameras were just looking at me. So, like, people are texting the people I'm with, like, yo, Dumphy's on everything right now. He's on Barstool, TMZ, Fox, like, everything. And, I, and I'm just like, cool, like, nice, like, whatever. There's a line at halftime of people wanting to take pictures with me. I'm like, Packers fans are like, dude, you're on this, you're on here. I'm like, Cool. And so we're taking pictures. I had to put my shirt on to leave the stadium like before all this happened. I wake <laughs> up the next morning. I swear to God, I had like 1,100 text messages. Like it went insane. Now everyone's like, dude, you're everywhere. All these media outlets, like the Phillies hit me up. They're like, we want you to come to the game Sunday for wow. Fan Appreciation Day. And I'm like, wow. it was the end of the season and we sucked. And I'm like, cool. So I ran on the, I was on the back of the, uh, back of the um, quad with the Fanatic that almost tipped over. Are we got a curse in here, by the way? Don't worry about it. You'll edit it out. That's what beeps are for. Yeah. Um, I'm used to my podcast. We just say whatever the hell we want. But um, nah, yeah, sometimes that's how- yeah, don't change the way you talk. We'll we'll worry. I I feel like sometimes it's hard to explain yourself. You're trying to like censor things, so just just talk how you are. Yeah. Don't worry about it. That's our job. Okay. Yeah. And like that's that's kind of how I started. And I just start putting myself out there, uh, like at tailgates and uh having people like just take a picture like everyone wants pictures so i'm like just tag me like that's all i can ask like i don't turn nobody down um sometimes i wish i would i think i'm too like friendly sometimes because like i'm trying to enjoy the game and people are wanting pictures and i'm because i'm a fan too at the same time you know what i mean mm-hmm. but no that's cool i love it dude i really do and i'm, I'm I, I just take advantage of the opportunity i've been handed and it's great i love it Dumphy, talk to us about your uh, your latest tattoo. Because I heard some stuff on social media. I want to know the story of of what happened, how you how you sort of ran into this guy, and what made you decide to to go get that tattoo. All right, so it's the Dawkins tattoo for whoever. Heck yeah, is curious. I got Dawkins Ooh. to sign it. So my buddy Kev Nichols, who has a podcast uh, called The Loft, um, hit me up, and it was his hundredth uh, episode, and he has a connection. Uh, with somebody that um set it up and they are releasing a Dawkins like card some kind of card and um they came on the podcast to talk about it so he was fortunate enough to do it there or to have him on the podcast they set it up at Xfinity Live in like a like a a closed room area and uh, he invited me to come out and just sit through the podcast and it was pretty dope and then afterwards like we were able to talk to him meet him and stuff like that and um he Kev right away was like, yo, are you able to sign his chest? He's like, well, where's my number? And I'm like, it's like kind of right by my nipple, but you don't got to touch my nipple. So yeah, he was, Dawkins was the main dude. He was the literally the, the coolest, calmest person. I was so shocked. He was, I mean, obviously in interviews, you see he's like not the same person he was in the field and how you just switch it on and off. But <laughs> yeah. he was, he was, he was awesome, dude. He was, he really was. And he was cool about signing my, my tit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then what did you do? Did you just like run over to like the closest tattoo shop? Was this something preemptive? Did you already have a plan ahead of time? 
So um, the, the week before or something, well, my buddy Kev had it lined up for a little bit. We're waiting on a date. And I was like, yo, do you think he would sign my chest? And he's like, yeah, like, we'll talk to him about it. So I had my tattoo artist up the week prior. I'm like, yo, would you come down? I'm like, you know what? Matter of fact, I'll just get him to sign it and marker. And I'll just come to the shop. So leave me like 15, 20 minute gap. And he's like, dude, I got you. Like we were trying to make a video out of it. I'm terrible at making videos, even if it's just a regular video. So the video got kind of messed up. Um, I wanted to make a pretty dope video, but it didn't happen because I, I suck with social media, as you yeah. can tell. <laughs> yeah, we had <laughs> some problems getting the AirPods, AirPods hooked up to the computer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, dude, it, it's so cool to see just like how like iconic like your 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 chess piece is like so much so that Bryson Stott is out taking BP in a dumpy two one five dot com t shirt. So. I have it right here. You got to get it amended with the uh, Brian Dawkins tattoo on it. Though. So maybe maybe release of V2. Um, awesome shirt. As soon as I saw it dropped, I'm like, this is something I have to get. If you are any sort of Philly fan at all, like this is something you have to have in your wardrobe. It's it's an extra heavy tee. It feels good. It doesn't feel cheap like some of the other t-shirt printers. Like, Have you been encouraged to do this? Have people asked for your designs on on a t-shirt? And second to that, a lot of, a lot of counterfeits out there, man. Um, people saw that Bryson Stott thing and there were so many like fake websites saying, oh yeah, buy that right here. It's wild. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, a lot of people have been asking me about the shirt. So I originally did one when I first went viral, but I did it from a printer locally. Um, so I order, I would order a bunch out of pocket and then hustled them myself. Um, so I was doing events. So I was selling them. I did pretty good. I saw, I don't know exactly how many I sold, but I did pretty good. Um, and then I kept saying 2.0 was coming, um, like updated because the first shirt doesn't have a like gritty, doesn't have mm. a lot of things. Sixers, um, which I can show you guys as well. Um, if you want me to sign Brian Dawkins' signature on it, I'm getting a lot of um, experience signing things onto my own body, so I can. <laughs> hey, Dumpy, I can sign you if you want. If you know, you, if you could sign, if you could sign Iverson for me, that'd be great. Oh, we'll oh make a God. video pretending you're Iverson. That would be an honor, and might not go over well. But yeah, that's how you get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> practice there i think i got it down but um yeah so uh that was the first shirt and a bunch of people been pushing me and then COVID came in COVID like put a setback on a lot of things like for me because i was still new to everything i had like a baseball podcast about to start that week and at a, at a live uh at parks and uh, we we're gonna do it live there and it kind of just fell through i never even did the podcast but um yeah, that's kind of why I stopped doing that for a while. And then I was in talks with other people about doing collab shirts. And I'm like, I just kept pushing off. I had a full-time job, but I finally got a couple of deals to where I finally left that. And I'm starting to do this now full-time. So you're going to see me a lot more than you did before. I was kind of like just there. But now I'm like really trying to push this stuff and do it full-time. So um, yeah. that's the dream, man. It's the dream. Yeah. And I think we've all learned, you know, firsthand how much – dedication it takes how much time it takes to put into these little side projects with the ultimate goal of making it your life because this is yeah. you know it's a passion and uh you know I'm, I'm scrolling through your website right now you know i see the attaboy harper shirt and birds buy a lot like this stuff is is excellent um i also see here a a link for for your podcast the pulp fiction podcast um which you host with malik joe i see uh you guys have freddie mitchell on there just uh, yeah. How long have you been doing that for? Just give us a rundown of you know what that podcast is all about and some of the guests that you've you've had on. So um, over time, I've been fortunate enough to meet a bunch of people with with my through my tattoos. Um, so uh, I met Malik about a year ago. Um, I followed him on social media. I'm not sure if he followed me or not, but um, he, he's like a comedian, but he, dude, he's hilarious. And just hilarious. when I met him. 
Dude, he's one of the best people like I've ever met. Honestly, he's a great person. He really, truly is. And like he, his work effort for this like stuff is there's no one that puts in more work than him. And he's always literally thinking like when we get like an opportunity for a deal, like I I can talk to them more than like he can. Like he's just so like he's so creative. Like he'll have like ten ideas. I'm thinking how like we can get compensated off of this and he's thinking about <laughs> yo we can do these videos and these can go viral i'm like how the hell are you thinking about this right now like i'm just saying money right now like i'm trying to see opportunities and he's like he's like you can handle that he's like i trust you and i trust him dude and he's helping me with my content and like he's just i mean i do think of some things on my own but dude he's just he's 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 next level he really is he's so smart um so we just clicked kind of right away when we first met and then we did something um i, I was doing a hosting a super bowl party in Portland at the Malt House, and I hit up Malik. I was like, "Yo, they're paying me. I'll I'll throw some money your way. You come on out, just host it with me." And dude, we clicked. We had so much fun. Like we were vibing, and I, we were talking. Like, "Yo, we got to do a podcast together." And it was talking for a while. And he finally hit me up. Like we, he was like, "Yo, are we doing this or not?" Like in July, and, I, and that just kind of like lit a fire under my ass. And that's when I was leaving what I was doing, and. I caught a couple people like a guy that's kind of like my manager and then a videographer that I knew. And I was like, yo, let's just, let's just go all out and like start a YouTube channel podcast. Like, let's do it. And they were all on board and we set it up from like the end of July. Our first podcast probably launched like either late August or early September. Like we did it so fast. Like we were all on board. We had a few meetings with each other and like, just like I said, based off the people I know and Malik know, we were able fortunate enough to get some good guests. Like we got, like you said, Freddie Mitchell, Oh, Ed Bassmaster, who is absolutely amazing. Dude's out of his mind funny, like nonstop. Yeah. He's always in like seven different character. Like he's literally always in those characters. You're <laughs> trying to talk to him and he's like messing with you. You don't even know it. Like it's, I'm like, can we talk for a second? Like, <laughs> but that's the best thing about him. Like, and I, we try to get him to have, uh, try to do a sign off for our podcast. Like, hey, I'm Ed Bassmaster. Welcome to Pulp Fiction Podcast. So Malik said, like, he's like, what? Ed's like, what do you want me to say? So Malik said it, and he's like, he just walked off. He's like, you said it for me. I don't need to say nothing. It was hilarious, though. And he was interacting with, like, people walking by where we were filming. It was awesome. So Um, if you had a dream podcast guest or someone that you've been tracking down, trying to get the attention of, I'm sure there's, like, a whole, like, a logistics thing. You have a team that's helping you with, with some of the outreach, or maybe not. But who is, like, the number one person that you would just absolutely drool to get onto the podcast? We talked about this because uh, we kind of set high goals for ourselves um, to see. Like, so if we did get the person we wanted, like, it's tough. Mine's down to a few people um, just because of their platform. And I feel like how it could elevate us. I picked Drake. Um, but based off a person I would love to, like, talk to, like, and just ask them a bunch of questions would maybe be Joe Rogan. And I'm really not even, like, a deep into, like, podcast type of person yeah. but i just think joe rogan's like the smartest person like in the world dude yeah like he really is he, he's so like uh intelligent i would love to talk to joe rogan or honestly it's, it's they're completely different people but i would love to have a podcast with like lil wayne yeah i think lil wayne would be insane <laughs> oh man i think i think lil wayne would actually probably do something like that he would love it if you I'll can get both of them on at the same time or all three of them <laughs> yeah, on at the same right. time, that would be that would be a that listen. That would be nuts. That would be insane. <laughs> but then there, there's sports at like there, there's there's so many people I would really honestly love to have. Like like obviously Iverson. Like you know what I mean? Like he like That's that the that's the just, number one right there. I agree. Yeah. That's yeah. like 
Yeah. So, so Dunphy, I love hearing about all of these people that you've sort of interacted with. And it sounds like, I mean, you're, you're a building relationships kind of guy. I'd love to hear about how you connected, got in touch, how you met Birdman. Um, we had him on the podcast, I don't know, about a month ago. And honestly, I could, I think I speak for all of us where when I say that his story really touched us, um, yeah, how did you how did you meet him? How did you become friends with him? And do you have any updates for us? And do you have any pull with Lincoln Financial Field to get him back in? So I don't really have any pull with Lincoln Financial Field. I've actually never even talked to anybody from like the front office about doing anything with them. Wow. Um, so I have no pull with them. Um, Joey's like one of my best friends. Um, I knew Joe before Birdman was even a thing. I knew Jared, Joey before I even had tattoos. Um, Whoa. so me, me and Joey, just a blank canvas, a just a blank yeah. canvas, a blank, beautiful I knew canvas, we, uh, a featherless Joey... bird and black canvas, blank a belly button untouched. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, Joey, Joey's the, from the next neighborhood over from me. So we always knew each other, but we got really close probably around like maybe 18, 2018, 19, 2000, somewhere around there. We got really close and, um. Yeah, Joey's like one of my good friends. Update, um, he went to the game this past week. He went to Washington game, full Birdman costume. Um, Fox Sports shared a picture of him. Yeah. It's like he, I can't, told him, he can't escape I, it, yeah. Is he free? I, Has the ban been lifted? I don't think no, so. No, so he, he's, he's – I think he wants to fight it. Um, so that's that's his choice. Um, I think if he does fight it, it's going to take a while. You're, you're messing with billionaires here and uh, – it's just going to be hard. You know what I mean? I think it's going to go on for a few years. I think it might have just been worth it to accept the loss, pay it, and you can go back in like a week or so. But he's he wants to fight it. And, I mean, he he, he they were definitely at the wrong if you watch the video and all. And uh, I'm happy he finally went back and did it because it's an outlet for him um, for, like, his mental illness and all. But, uh, no, I think as long as he goes to the game and just stays cool, I think he'll be all right. I don't think they'll like, yo, you were here, you got kicked out, let's go with us. Um, but that's that's a risk he's gotta take because I think he said if he does, he could get locked up or something. I mean, I'm sure he'll probably only you know, sure. sit in a cell for a couple of days, but no one wants to do that. Just or sitting a there. Hours. He, he's <laughs> still keeping his entire bird. Yeah. He's like refuses to take the birdman costume off. He takes well, a mugshot in, in, in the in the bird mask. Another thing I suggest, I'm like, dude, why don't you just get a new costume? You can go as like somebody else, like a different birdman. Like they're not gonna know to, you know what I mean? Just don't act up. I feel like that's his best bet, is don't act up and he'll be okay. I feel like that that's like a really easy workaround. I feel like we can make that happen. Now, I know that you host some tailgates at the stadium, the Club 215. Uh, is Birdman a part of that? Will you know? Tell me a little bit about just you know what this tailgate looks like, how many people usually come out for it, and uh, I imagine you guys do this every every game that's that's at the link. Um. So, uh, yeah, he he's not like ownership or nothing with the with the uh tailgate but he's definitely a part of it he comes out and um people love to interact with him and he uh interviews people with his uh thing he's got going on i think it's called like squat something i can't think of the name of it right now um but he does like some interview thing made on the street content um that's doing pretty good so he does comes out for that but now he comes out and we get tuned up dude we we love drinking <laughs> and we love showing out for the birds so um, that doesn't that 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 game that tailgate was wild, so it didn't help him either. He was he was <laughs> we were all messed up. Me and Malik, <laughs> me and Malik were like two sections over from him, 
And we just see him like arguing. And Malik's trying to calm him down. I'm like, bro, he can't hear you, bro. Like, <laughs> just, just like just chalk it, dude. And Joey's the type of person when he's like, and like when he's like that, he's like, dude, it's no calming him down. Like he's, but no. Either way, no matter what happened, the security guards were 100 percent at fault when they ringed him up like that. So yeah. hopefully, after he fights it, they make things right. Put my man right in the front row for the rest of his life. He has to be. He's an icon. As far as I'm concerned, he's an icon. He he Uh, gets more TV time than me. Yeah. Well, speaking of TV time, like Alex alluded to before, seen a whole lot of you lately, seeing you with Bryson Stott, you know, probably had to teach him how to say the word hoagie. I I don't know if that's in the vernacular outside of Philadelphia, but watching him try to act, you know, with you being a natural talking about hoagies at Primo's. And then obviously your parks partnership too. I'm, I'm huge into the sports betting. I'll open up my app and then boom, there's Dunphy. So uh, just would love to know how you got partnered up. I mean, again, I'm sure it's the tattoos that that drew these, you know, these people to you. But um, would just love to know how these things came to be because it's it's awesome. Can you say you it one more time? Today. I'm sorry. Can well, you just, say it one more time? Yeah, just What's for the partnership. We got. Are you, are you still partnering with Parks? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I was I was being newsy. You guys have comments on the side. I was reading them real quick. So I, saying. <laughs> I was being newsy. So I got That's kind cool. of distracted. No, all good. Yeah, just uh yeah, your primos partnership. I see you know, seeing you with Bryson Stott on the commercials and then uh and parks. So I just want to know how you started to get involved with both of those. So back in two thousand nineteen, it was like a couple months in, like I was putting myself out there and parks reached out and um that was the first person they reached out to. They didn't have really have like a social media team or nothing and they were like yo you want to come out and like do content like and i'm like i don't know what that means like (laughs) i'm not really like what do you want me to do and they're like come out just like do hype videos and i'm like sure like i'm already out there at the tailgate anyways like we'll pay you and i'm like i'm listening they're coming out for a meeting i'm like all right i'll come out for the meeting so we were there and they start throwing numbers at me and they're like this is what we'll pay you to do this and do that and i'm like sounds good to me i'm in so uh, we would go down there, me and a videographer who's actually now like the, the lead manager of the social media team, Matt Alba at Parks. And uh, we were going down there and we were, dude, we clicked right away. We were having such a great time and we were making like hype videos. Now, if you look at our stuff, we're so much more advanced to, than what we were doing. Um, and the content's just so much better. Like we've learned so much just in a few years of working together. We'd probably be even more advanced, like I said, if it wasn't for COVID, but we're still, we're still going through it. Um, we're fighting so it's 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 going good so far i think parks is happy i'm happy so beautiful yeah that's pretty cool and just like scale from one to ten how how bad were you like uh fangirling over bryson stott right there and like having the opportunity to do a commercial with him like that must have been unreal so primos reached out to me um actually it wasn't primos it was somebody i know from victus bats who stots uh does stuff with um and they were like uh I think Primo's is going to be reaching out to you. Would you be interested in doing a commercial? And I'm like, yeah, because that's funny because I was actually in talks of partnering up with Primo's. So I actually went through somebody else, not Primo's, for that deal. And they were like, yo, you want to come out and be in a commercial with Stott? And I'm like, yeah, like I don't even care what you're (laughs) paying me. I I want to do it. So I didn't think our video, because we did this back in, I want to say like May. So I didn't think our video was good enough because he's posted videos. Other influencers I've seen there, like Sayberm, they posted videos. And I'm like, look, it is what it is. I guess my video wasn't good enough. So he posted my shirt. And I think that might have been like a reason why they did it. And they were like, yo, this is a perfect time. It's playoffs. And the video is doing great. I think it's over like 300,000 views. So it's doing pretty Ooh. good. And and he's not even on that. It's just me and Primo's. And 
it's doing it's doing pretty good. So I'm, I was excited, but no, I was definitely fangirling. Dude, it's crazy to say this. I'm not coming at him. He's just not like a uh, he's a shy person, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. He was more nervous than I think me, honestly. Like he was just like, "What's up, everyone?" And like every time we had a line, like we kept messing our lines up. We were laughing with each other. And then there was a time they're like, yo, we're just going to get B-roll. Just stare at each other for 10 seconds. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so I just start asking them questions. I'm like, who's the. I'm like, can I talk to him? Like, do I get to stare in his eyes? They're like, you could talk. And I'm like, all right. So I asked him. I was like, yo, what's the like the loudest stadium besides Citizens Bank Park? And he said San Diego. And I was like, well, what's like your favorite stadium like that you've been to? Like, he's, and he also said San Diego. So those were the two questions I got from him that now you guys know. Yeah, that's funny. He's sitting here uh, stumbling over his lines like that. That, that video <laughs> baked in a buttery, flaky crust. <laughs> that, guy that keeps messing it up. That'd be hilarious if it, it, you told each other. They told you to look into each other's eyes, but he just kept looking at your chest, and you're, you're just like, "Eyes are up here, buddy. Eyes are up here." <laughs> yeah, I know, but, I know you like this, but but Dumpy and just man, it, it, it's not only like that. You have a lot of stuff you're you're working with. Everyone that we've talked to about you, we've wanted you to come on for a little bit. And we've we've kind of asked like, what's the best way. We just reached out and he said, yeah, man, like I would, I would love to do it. You're a humble guy. You're a good guy. You have deep relationships. A lot of people really respect you. I really can't think of a, a better person to, to put on billboards to put on blast for the sports team. So thanks for everything you do for the city. Thanks for everything Appreciate you do for that. the fans. You're just, you're an awesome dude, genuine guy. So, so thank you so much for letting us grill you with the, with a few questions and getting in your <laughs> mind. Um, you know, besides this being a big week for the Phillies, the Eagles have a ton of stuff happening this week. So we were first Kelly Green game and who knows how many years. Um, it's pretty iconic uh, just to see, you know, Randall Cunningham <laughs> and the Kelly Green before. And now we got Jalen Hurts, another iconic black quarterback coming out. It's like almost like poetic in, in a sense. So like I'm just so excited to see the storylines. But a bigger storyline is to uh, Jalen conference championship, all of the storylines What's your honest outlook on the game? Like if you just had like a few blurbs and then hit us with the score prediction, Dumpy. Um, so I will admit I was nervous coming into this game um, all season long, just the way Miami's been playing and the way our secondary has been looking with their offense. Um, so, uh, and our offense hasn't looked amazing. I mean, you know what I mean? I think everyone can admit that. Uh, but I think with a loss coming home, um, Kelly Green, there's going to be a lot of energy just around the night in general. It's a primetime game. Um, this is personal for Hurts as much as it's personal for Tua, but he got benched for him in a championship game. So I think that's really like – and the type of person Hurts is, I think his mind might have not been – like they say, like there's this is a big game for him. So that might have been the reason why he also played a little slow last week, not giving him any, any uh, breaks here. He played like shit in the second half. Um, but <laughs> – yeah. uh, no, I think the Eagles are going to win. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game like everyone else in the world thinks. Uh, I think it's going to be something like, I'll say, hmm, 30 to 24 in overtime, Birds. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to say in overtime. Ali, yeah. I know you're a big you're a big numbers guy. You hit us with some good numbers last week. I'm, I'm curious to get your input and, and how you're feeling about this Sunday night game. I'm not feeling too confident about the Sunday night game. So, Dang it. Uh, a stat that I've I've come to really appreciate um, this year is a quarterback time to throw and the pressure to sack rate combination of those two. So Tua Tagovailoa has actually one of the lowest time to throw uh, statistics out of all starting NFL quarterbacks. The only two quarterbacks that beat him 
are Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, and they're beating him by 0.1 seconds. Now, pressure to sack rate is also an interesting statistic because it's like how many times these guys are getting pressured and how many of those pressures are resulting in sacks. Now, normally, when you have a low time to throw, your air yards, your yak yards, all those things are generally relatively low. It's all dink and dunk plays. But what I sort of appreciate about this Miami Dolphins offense is Mike McDaniels has been able to find speedy wideouts that are able to get farther than any other wide receivers out there, faster than any other wide receivers out there. So Tua is spending less time in the pocket throwing farther than everyone else, right? So this Mm -hmm. offense is a juggernaut just based on its speed alone. Um, am I worried about the the run game? No, I think we're going to wrap that up pretty good. But do I think our pressure, our rush is going to get to Tua? I'd be very surprised if we get anything over two sacks this game, just because of how this offense mm-hmm. operates. On the defensive side, on our defensive side, I'm a little worried about how our cornerbacks are going to be able to match up against that speed. And frankly, I just saw the the injury report. We've got Reed Blankenship, who's out. We've got Devontae Smith um, was listed as a, as a, yeah, a hamstring injury. So we're dealing with some injuries, some things that, frankly, we hadn't had to deal with all last season. And it, it may have played a big part into into why we went so far uh, when we where we did. So... Net net, I don't I don't necessarily like this game. I, I think this is uh, this is going to be the first time in a while where we see back to back losses. Um, I'm predicting Miami Dolphins 34, Eagles 28, um, uh. and it's you know a- again I I I'm looking at the way these statistics are sort of showing up, and frankly I'm kind of doing this in a superstitious way because a couple of weeks ago I predicted an Eagles loss and it ended up being the best game we played. So I'm kind of hoping that. Me predicting an Eagles loss again is gonna no. I predicted uh, L.A. was gonna be a loss. Yeah, so 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 this is a great way to get guests to join us back, Ali. Just we, we bring iconic <laughs> sports people here, so you're gonna fire up the fan base, and hey, we're gonna man. we're gonna take an L. So yeah, good good job on that one, Ali. Hey, wonderful, hey, man, wonderful the, analysis. The, thi- the thing I love about our fan base is we tell it like it is, man. We tell it like it is, and I don't. Like I admire. It. I yeah. admire your honesty, and also when you were talking about some of those pressure rates, I think I could physically see Dunphy's brain start to break a little bit. So I think you brought some <laughs> you brought some good numbers with you, Alex. Hit us with your prediction and how you're feeling about this game. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm. I, I think I take Dunphy's side on a lot of this. Um, you know, the the sports book have the Eagles as a, as a two and a half point favorite. Home team is usually getting three, so they're actually giving half a point to the Dolphins. If this was. Uh, you know, middle ground in, yeah, in, in, in what that looks like in 52 total points. So I think your, your analysis is, is pretty spot on. I mean, Ali, you're talking about, you're wondering about how our cornerbacks are going to be able to cover Tyreek Hill. We can't cover Tyreek Hill. No team in the NFL can, can cover Tyreek Hill. So it's not necessarily, will we be able to cover him? No, you can't lock down him. It's how do you manage and how does that go into the gameplay? Because he is going to get his. There are some things, though, that are interesting, though. So I I forget this dude's name, but they're running back. who's like the fastest guy in the NFL now. He's out. So run game, run game is going to be fine. When you have a one-dimensional team, that's only going to be passing most of the time because we got Jalen Carter back. We're going to have Darius Slay back. Lane Johnson's going to be coming back. Like you, you have some of those like puzzle pieces that are going to be back in the lineup. We already know before the game has even started that the Dolphins are going to be passing the ball. So it's going to be up to Sean Desai to be able to make adjustments and say, hey, Tyreek's going to get his. How do we limit it? 
And I do think we have a chance. I also think Jalen Hurts is really good when it comes to adversity. I hate that he constantly talks in these Instagram cha- uh, captions all the time. He's just like, well, this helps us define character. These moments define us. It's like, bro, just just I get it. I, I get what you're doing. I feel like Dunphy, he would be a really hard person to do a Primo's commercial with because he would just drop like two or three one-liners, and that's like the entire extent of the conversation. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel with that. Everything's like a motivational like quote. It's yeah. like, all right, dude. I was yeah. born behind, before I had a purpose or a purpose. I don't know, bro. Just just what do you what are we doing next week against the Dolphins home? That's all I care about. <laughs> Uh, so, so with that being said, I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. If you're watching at home, it's going to be um, so many storylines, so many flashbacks to college and the and the and the you know storylines that happened there. Dunphy, I'm going to come by two one five. Definitely want to you know meet with you in person and, and talk about them. We'll be we'll be at the stadium together. As far as score predictions go, I think it's going to be Miami thirty one, Philly thirty four. Overtime, Jake Elliott shows us again why he's the best kicker in the NFL. Go ahead, Andrew. Wow. Both Two got, of you both got overtime. overtime. I like it. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. So uh, I'll lead your point about sacks. I, I am seeing here that uh, the Dolphins are first in sacks allowed, meaning that they are the best team in not allowing sacks. They only allow one sack per game. Um, and that's been something that the Eagles have been kind of getting better at the past couple of weeks. We've really seen Hassan Reddick start to come on. He's had... You know what? He had one sack, then two sacks, then two and a half sacks. So he's really building up steam. But you know, some of these numbers are just really frightening. You know, the the Dolphins are they're first in passing yards per game. They're first in rushing yards per game. The rush yards per game don't worry me because we are the second best team against the run. But you know, when they're throwing for almost three seventeen a game, and we're the twentieth ranked pass defense, um, there is reason for concern. Now, football is a funny game. Things don't always make a ton of sense. And, you know, honestly, it didn't really make much sense for the Eagles to lose to the Jets last week, but it happened. And I'm still sticking by just the reason we are going to win this game is because we lost last week. I don't know why, but that's just how it's going to turn out. Um, I'm going to go. I I also I mean, the over under is 52. So there should be a lot of points being scored. The Eagles didn't put up any points in the second half last week. So I'm really expecting some, uh, you know, some major improvements. Devontae Smith injury is a little worrisome, uh, but hopefully he'll be good to go. I actually want to get your thoughts on Julio Jones after I give my my score prediction here. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Eagles. Man, God, this is hard. I'm going to go 30-27 Eagles. I think it's going to be a three-point win. I won't go overtime, but a late field goal to, to seal the deal. Um, so I, yeah, I think the Eagles are just barely going to sneak by. And and guys, Dunphy, I'll start with you, man. Like Julio Jones, here he is. Like He's got this... He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and now he's joining the Birds. What are your expectations, and you know what do you think the signing was all about? If you would have told me ten years ago we get Julio Jones, and I'm looking at my phone, and I go nuts when I see like because I get everyone's alerts. Like when we signed Hassan Reddick, I had a pullover. I made a video. I was so hyped, bro. <laughs> when we signed Julio Jones, I just screenshot it, sent it to my group. I really didn't care. Um, I don't that he's he talked good in the conversation, saying he's coming here to dominate. I'm not buying into it. Uh, I think he's going to be a solid. uh, Yeah, I'm not buying in that. Uh, I think he's going to come here and um, be a solid slot guy. He'll get he'll get his here and there. Um, I think he's trying to he joined a contender, somebody that's going to compete. He came to the right spot. Um, He's trying to get a ring. Um, I'm not I don't have too many high expectations. Um, He's better than 
Quez who stinks. So Amen. Um I hate Quez so much. <laughs> I always have. Um I hope he's not on the team anymore next year. But uh yeah, I think when you have someone not doing absolutely anything in the slot and you add a Hall of Famer, he's gonna add some value. So I I get the signing. Um so I would have liked McCole Hardman, preferably more. Um, even though he doesn't run for fucking first downs, but uh, yeah, I would I would have liked him. Yeah, I I think my my thoughts on Julio kind of like you. I was like, you know, it reminds me of that Pawn Stars meme where it's like, hey, we need help in the secondary and we need to address our our hurting defense. And he goes, I have best I can do is Julio Jones. Like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Does it make us better? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, How he's not done? Yeah, no. I mean, hopefully, man. I mean, it, he he seems to have this pattern. Because he did it last year when we lost Robert our first Quinn. game against the Commanders. And then, oh, God, Robert Quinn. What the heck was that about? What a flop. Um, Hopefully Julio is more Ndamukong Sue and less Robert Quinn. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like Linval we got we, we, yeah, we got Linval and Ndamukong and, 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 and had one of the best uh, rush defenses in the league. So, whatever. It's it's fine. It's better than Quez. He, he can't do anything. We also have a big problem with our red zone offense. We are just having a, such a tough time converting. Which, I think which having can be t- good. Yeah, right? Like, you don't see... I guess you do see Tyree Kill, shorter guy doing that. He, he's an anomaly. But we do need a taller guy in that slot position. Veteran, knows what to do in certain situations. When we had uh, Jason Avant on, like, they script chaos. So, like, Julio's going to know where to go, where I think that someone like Zacchaeus or Quez may not have the 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 situational IQ to be able to to dominate in those in those um, in those uh, situations. Eagles are big on like screens as well too. I want uh, I'm sure Julio he's been around for like, what 14 years or whatever the hell it is. I'm sure he can block better than these guys too. Like you said Zacchaeus and uh Quez they're both smaller guys. I'm sure they're not really putting in too many big blocks. So um, Yeah, Eagles yeah. Eagles Quez. historically Eagles historically were good at screens. I don't know. Every time we get in the red zone, I feel like it's a it's a pitch out to Kenny Gainwell or like or a quarterback push. draw. I'm like, yeah, I, I I don't get it. I know the OC is definitely frustrating. I was giving him a little bit of benefit of the doubt, maybe trying to learn a team. Week one, it was pouring, um, but he's been he, after last week. He wasn't the main reason we lost. Uh, four turnovers is definitely the reason we lost. Yep. Um, but uh, he's he's looked very suspect. Very, yeah. very suspect to OC. Well, Especially one third of the, the way, zone, yeah. like you said. Yeah. One third of the way through the season. Hopefully in the next two thirds of the season, you know, these coordinators can start to clean things up a little bit. And, uh, you know, we can see Jalen make another push for, for MVP. So, uh, what do you I'm say, I'm a fan Alex? of, uh, what's the DC, uh, Desai. I, I like Desai. I think, yeah. he, I think he's getting Same. better each week. So yep. I'm excited to see what he draws up this week. I mean, I know you guys brought up a bunch of numbers. I don't always look too crazy in the numbers because especially week six, because yeah. no one, sample those teams aren't us. Those teams yeah. aren't us. Right. Um, and they don't perform the same as we do. We, we play to our talents or to our uh, opponents, like talent, like we played down on the jets. If yep. that was the pay, uh, the Patriots from like five years ago, we play way better than that. Or the Chiefs, we play up to their standards. You know what I mean? So I think we'll play to the Dolphins' standards. And I think we're going to be able to move the ball because their defense, I can't even name besides Ramsey, too many people on their defense. Um, but uh, no, I think I think we're going to be able to move the ball efficiently. And um, like you said, Tyreek Hill is going to get his regardless, no matter who he plays. Yeah. Um, it's just, like you said, maintaining them and shutting everything else down. And I don't think we'll have too much of a struggle with a lot of other people. Sure, you got, what do you call it, uh, 
Mostert, who's pretty good, but I'm I'm confident mm-hmm. in our run game. Yeah, I'm, I agree. And, yeah, I think I'm sometimes the numbers confident. can be a lot. You, you have so much data to look at and get into like analysis paralysis, where it's just yeah, you you, you can make up any story you want. But and you said numbers, you'd be shocked. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, that you're was, good, I man. could talk all day. No, um, I'm here for it. You said you said you'd be shocked if they got more than two sacks. Really? Yes. You. Well, how quick – I mean, to be fair, Tua gets the ball out so quick because his receiver is already 15 yards down the field as soon as you can – as soon as the ball touches his hand. So he's he's getting it out so quick. And they don't want him to get hit because of the concussion passed. So obviously they're like, Tua, don't hold on to the ball. Whatever. If he do, does just, get hit, get he's taking it. jujitsu lessons and he's going to start kicking How many times he's been face. sacked this year? That's interesting. Does it say? They're only averaging they're, one sack per game on Tua. So they're, they're the top team in – defending because that pressure up the middle is going to be there this week Jalen Carter he's back right and they need it they do need it oh and one without Jalen Carter (laughs) and Lane dude Lane and I'll say this and I'll stand on this you can clip this I don't care I say this Lane Johnson is the best player in football in football I football I don't think I disagree with his position he's the best player in football there's did, what was the thing I seen? He hasn't even allowed a hurry, like not even a sack, a quarterback hurry in like so long. Like yeah, two years Drew, or something. Drew read a stat off last week, and <laughs> it's like insane. we win twice as many games when Lane's in there versus not. Like we have a losing record when Lane Johnson is out. When Lane is in, we get two wins to every loss, yeah. and it's like They're, some like it's some ridiculous stat. That's the first thing that I said in this week's episode was how much of a problem it's going to be when he's off the team. I don't disagree with you. He he he. So we had we scored our second touchdown in the second quarter, uh, with five minutes left. So that means we didn't score again for the remaining what thirty five minutes without him. I don't know, dude. Dude's a freak, man. He's 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 special. X factor. When did he get hurt? He got hurt. He got hurt early, actually. Right, first quarter. Yeah, he's. uh, I think it was after the second touchdown. Yeah. Oh, was it for the second? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that just shows you. Hurts went seven for 20, I think, in the second half. So that's just confidence right there, too. Not having, like, you're getting pressure to where you're usually, I don't got to worry about this side. I can do whatever I want. Now you're thinking. You know what I mean? So just having him, I think, is so key. So, oh, yeah. Cool. Um, but get healthy. All right, Andrew. Let's get into our final segment and then uh, send us home. Swing it. Underdog picks for the week. All right, we're back. Another another edition of swinging it, swinging for the fences here once again. Dunphy's going to join us, representing the audience. Quick recap of how this game works: you pick an underdog. If your underdog pick wins, you get the number of points that that team is receiving in the spread. So we can always use Ali as a good example because he really swings for it. And gosh darn, like we need to start actually putting some money down on this. Ali, you were awarded ten. You took the Cleveland Browns last week. You didn't even know that Deshaun Watson was out. You're, you're, and you still were like, ah, hey, whatever. They're going to beat the 49ers. Sure enough, That's they wild. did. You get ten points for that mega win. So now you're PJ Walker. At PJ, PJ Walker, Walker. Baby, T for you know, you know the University. crazy thing. If Deshaun was in, they would have put him away convincingly. He just had such a tough time getting it going. But man, it shows <sighs> man. you how bad the Niners are when you don't have the best running back in the league. Makes you In- makes you think, huh? Injuries make a difference. 
So, Ali, your season total has now gone from 15 to 25, so you're well in front. Uh, Alex, unfortunately, suffered a loss last week, so you stay at 14. The audience, uh, E-Rock took Washington to the Washington to to beat the Falcons, Uh, so two and a half points awarded to the audience. They're at 11, so coming up on Alex. And then uh, I took the Buccaneers, who were the lowest scoring team of the week. Uh, therefore, uh, luckily I just get zero. I don't even get, I don't get negative. I'm at two points on the year. So, um, I'm slowly giving up on life. Dunphy, we're going to start with you, man. You got a whole slate of games to choose from. Who is your underdog pick of the week? My underdog pick of the week. I'm going to go with an, like E-Rock. I'm going with a division rival. I'm going to go with the Giants to get their second win of the year. Mm. Spreads Ooh, three. Yeah. So Giants at home against the Commanders, getting three at home. All right. Is, is, is that Daniel Jones going to be Jones? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrod like, Taylor was looking. Yeah, Tyrod, Tyrod, looks Tyrod fine. Taylor was, was dropping dimes on the Bills. You know, Tyrod, he's not big. He, he's never really turned the ball over. He's good to just keep in the possession, and that's how you win football games. Yo, so. Tyrod is probably the most unfortunate person in the history of the world. Like he's been given so many opportunities to watch his job be lost to Baker Mayfield, punctured a lung, so Justin <sighs> Herbert started. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm pulling for for a Tyrod man. I hope he has his like second career rejuvenation, like Nick Foles did, and come back and does something good for a franchise. Just doesn't beat us in the Super Bowl. God forbid that happens. Um, but yeah, I'm I, I like that pick, Dumphy. Oh, I guess I guess um. I guess I need to try to find a winner here and I need to, I need points, man. I can't be settling for these like two or three points because it, I'm running out of time and I'm, it's not good. So we got the Patriots who are getting nine at home against the bills. That is a division game. The bills are coming off a rough game against the giants. So I, I feel like they're probably going to turn things around and not play as poorly as they did against the giants. But in new England, new England sucks, but I got to do what I got to do. I'm taking the Patriots plus nine. Screw it. You know what, Alex. man? The Bills have some lackluster performances. I am not afraid of that game when we play them. Um, I'm going to keep it quick. These games are always, always, always biting fingernails really quick. I think the offense of this team is totally underrated. And every single time these two teams, these division teams fight, it's like always down to a last-minute drive. I'm taking Chargers. the L.A. Chargers over the Kansas City Chiefs who are five-and-a-half-point underdog. I absolutely love this matchup. I think the um, – Single pick. Uh, yeah, and I think the uh, them just losing to the Cowboys, like they're going to have an extra an extra pep in their step. I think they're going to be ready to go and compete. All right, Ali, swinging for the fences here again. Taking Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. What are you doing? No, he's going to no, pick against the, the Niners. He's going to pick against the Niners. Oh, yeah, or he's going to or he's going to pick. Or he's going to pick against the Browns and go with the Colts. Now. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we all that. think we know Ali. We don't know crap. Uh, like no, Anthony Anthony Richardson is he's out for the season. I'm not picking the Colts. I was looking at the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the New Orleans Saints. They're a one and a half point underdog, which is really surprising. Um, but you guys know me. I can't do that. It's one and a half points is way too little. I'm going to go for, you said it, you said it, Drew, the Arizona Cardinals at Seattle. (laughs) Josh Dobbs, man. Hey, I picked him up my two quarterback fantasy and he's, he's getting me some points, man. Dude's dude's kind of a beast. Ugly, ugly, ugly guy. But man, he is, he's, he's putting up some points. Stop coming at his alopecia. He's got no hair. It's not his alopecia, man. It's, it's his face. Yeah, his face is just there. So, I actually I just picked up Seattle's defense in two of my fantasy leagues this week. 
<laughs> I, I, hope I hope I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll we'll get the image out there, see what the audience thinks. But um, Dunphy, man, thank you so much for joining. Um, excited to see you at the stadium. Um, and yeah, man, good luck on all of your projects. Excited to see you more on the TV. Definitely tuning into Pulp Fiction. It's it's freaking hilarious. There was this clip that Freddie Mitchell went into the huddle and wasn't like T.O. complaining about catches and Donovan just said it. You need, you need to shut the F up and just yeah. play the game. Like, dude, there's so many golden nuggets of just like laugh out loud funny moments in there. Congrats on all your success. Hope to see you, you hitting it bigger, man. And thanks for winging it with us today. To everyone, this episode 64, and we will be back with you next week. Peace. Go Birds.